0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Mm-hmm. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is Beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want
1: the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically to me that means he was concussed, he was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your host, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg, and welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer
0: Podcast. Welcome to episode 19 of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast here hot during World Cup season. Well, my main man Berg, how you doing, man?
1: Yo, shout out again to everyone whose bracket is <laughs> continuing to be destroyed. Oh, Let man. me tell you, I did not expect Russia to win this morning. I was watching the game. I was in R. I mean, I thought Spain was gonna win. They didn't use you didn't utilize Diego Costa well enough, <laughs> dude.
0: F- funny thing about the whole bracket thing, because you know I-, I filled some stuff out at the beginning of the tournament. And then that all got busted and one of my classmates was doing a fundraiser and it was just the knockout round and I was like, you know what, let me try again. And you know what, two, three days ago I picked it a uh, Argentina-Spain final and more money wasted, man, what can I say?
1: Argentina-Spain, you, oh man, <laughs> you, you let your bias dictate <laughs> your decision, fam.
0: Listen, Argentina. my
1: heart. Yo, but that game, that Argentina against France game, that was a good game. That was a good game. That was a good game. Mbappe balled out. He he didn't look like he was 19 on the field, let me tell you. That
0: was good. Uh, But going into, we got some quick injury updates, right, before we get into some more interesting topics. Um, I'm going to start it out with Marcelo. Um, Actually, do you want to talk about Marcelo, and I'll talk about Belgium?
1: Um, Yeah, Marcelo was um, subbed out. In the last game, I think during halftime because of uh, back injury. So we don't really know exactly, you know, the exacerbating factor. I don't know if it's a strain. I don't know if it's a recurring injury that he's been battling with but, and we didn't know about. But he, um, he was out with a back injury, but now um, the report says he's back on training. So we should be seeing him. I'm not expecting him to, be, to start in the first half. Or maybe during the second half when, you know, we can't get a goal and we need a little bit of creativity on top, then they might bring Marcel on. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, the reports that um, I was reading was referring to he was having back spasms. But we're, we're going to get into this in a little bit too. Um, I'm starting to be a little wary of this whole translation going on from Portuguese to whatever <laughs> language. Back there we go. Ago, but- I mean, take it as it is, um, we do know that it's a back muscular injury. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. All right, word. And going into Belgium, um, the, the Belgium squad decided to rest a lot of their players going into their game versus England. Um, a heavy rotation with the likes of um, Eden Hazard being left out of the squad, Romelu Lukaku, as well as Dries Mertens. Those three all had minor um, injuries. It was Hazard who had a minor calf strain and Lukaku and Mertens with both minor ankle sprains. And they were rested more so as a precaution going into the knockout rounds. But we did see the return of um, both the center backs of Thomas Vermaelen and Vincent Kompany. Um, Vermaelen got the start and Company came on in the second half. So it's going to be good to see these guys coming back in and being healthy for the knockout rounds.
1: Nice. Man, I can't believe... Can't believe um he's still playing. He's been plagued by injury for a
0: while, man. Who uh, company? Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 actually really sad because he's mm. such a talented player and he's a leader at that. But I mean, it's good to see that even at Manchester City, they haven't really thrown him to the side. You know,
1: just show you how valuable he is.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely a leader on the pitch.
1: I know if he was Mourinho, he would have sold him quick.
0: Oh, yeah. He you would have
1: sold him quick. You know, you spent two seasons. If you, you can't play a game because of injury, I'm not
0: keeping you on my roster. Mm-hmm. Even Mourinho, who was best friends with Ibrahimovic, starting throwing out comments left and right once he got injured at United yeah. for the second time. So no love lost there.
1: Nah, man. You got to remove the, the, the human side of you when you're a manager and make, make the decision like you're playing chess. Yeah. That's why some players don't really like him.
0: <laughs> but we got some two interesting injuries here um both calf injuries but both very different in terms of how they're affecting their team and whatnot mm-hmm. South American stars James Rodriguez and Edison Cavani both going down with calf injuries why don't we start with James um what happened there
1: so James was um I was watching the game and um I don't know he's just no one touch him you know, it's not like it was a contact injury. So he's just, I don't know, he felt some sort some, of some strain on his back. And I don't know, because he didn't want to sub out. But, you know, when they call for him, he, you know, he know how he usually get when they sub him out. He gets mad. But, you know, there was no sign of that. You know, maybe that's a little bit of maturity for him. But he came out and the report says that he's got a swelling. He's got swelling on one of his calf muscle, which is a sole, one of the calf muscle, which is the soleus. So it's a, it's, it's a deep muscle in the back of your leg. So that, that muscle has swelling around it. There's inflammation around. So it's not, the, the skin was negative for a muscular tear. So it has nothing to be worrying about. But the problem is, is that the, the swelling continue. And from what I learned in the clinic, treating patient, you know, you can't exactly put a time spent stamp on um, when the swelling is going to go away. Cause it could take a long time. It could take a short time too. you know, you never know. So that's why they're not putting a date yet on if he's going to come back or not. And the other issue is if you're wondering why, if it's just swelling, why can't he play? But you know, if you have swelling in between the muscle, you know, the inflammation causes swelling and, and eventually, you know, that irritates the muscle and you get pain. So I don't know if, um, if they're going to go the route of pain medication to, you know, decrease the pain so that he can play. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go with a powerful drug so that he doesn't feel, you know, the pain on his leg, but you know, we'll see.
0: So what you're saying is there's nothing that's as far as we know, based off what we are reading so far, um, there's nothing structurally wrong with the muscle. It's just pain right now.
1: It's just, it's just, I'm saying pain. They didn't say pain. I'm saying pain because I know if you have inflammation around your muscle, that can irritate the muscle as well, which causes pain.
0: Okay. Gotcha. gotcha so if gotcha. you
1: had inflammation and if you had inflammation around and it didn't cause you any symptom, they wouldn't sub you out. You would still be good to play, but. The reason why they sub him out is because, you know, maybe, you know, sprinting and any sort of movement on that leg brought on the pain and he couldn't continue. So they sub him out. So I'm sure try- I'm very interested to actually figure out what's going on. Did he have a calf injury before that didn't heal properly? And then, you know, now it's so many games f- throughout the year, it reached a point where the tissue's like, Hey man, um, well it's, they they did say it's not tissue so that's what i do know it's a weird injury guys i don't really know exactly what's going on with him so i i can't really speculate much but you know i have some idea based on what
0: i've seen yeah and going going into a little bit more of his injury history here i'm looking at his his reports from the past two three years at both Bayern munich and real madrid and he's he's had some calf issues in the past um Earlier this year, he missed about two weeks with calf injury. Um, I can't see the details, but he has missed multiple games due to other muscular injuries as well. And he's also missed six games almost a whole month at Madrid just last year um, with calf injuries as well. So this isn't the first time he's having problems with his calf.
1: Yeah. So it's one of those with the injury that just continue to persist.
0: Yep, yep. And... Going forward, Colombia facing England in their round of sixteen matchup. Ooh. I mean, what's okay, let's let's go into a little bit how this is gonna affect Columbia. That's a game right there. Yeah, definitely. But if you're Jose Pekeman, the manager of Colombia, do you A bench him the entire game? Do you B risk him and start him? Or C bring him on as a sub and consider the fact that you only have three substitutions for going into the the end of the game at the extra time and do you waste a sub on him? Do you give him a chance? What's your thoughts?
1: Um well considering he was subbed out, I'm guessing, you know, the physio team, the med staff, they're doing everything they can to reduce um the swelling on his leg so that he can come back, you know, at a optimal fitness level, I would say. So I would if I was the manager, I would bring him on in the second half, maybe in the 60th minute you know when if especially if it's zero zero when you need some sort of creativity, it will all depend on how Hamas is feeling and whether or not he wants to play because sometimes you know the you know how it goes, the medical staff don't want you to go, but the player can decide, hey, put me on, so we'll see I mean who's gonna replace um who's gonna play Hammes Rodriguez's spot
0: I mean you have Quintero who is he's not as good as Hammes but Um, he has spent time at Porto and it seems like even clubs like Spurs are starting to look at him. Um, so he's definitely got some quality there, but let's, let's go back to that whole 60th minute analogy you kind of laid out there. Let's say it's zero, zero, even if you're down one, zero at the 60th minute. And let's say you have one substitute left. You're now being forced to choose between, um, a James Rodriguez who is fit, who when fit is world-class, but, if he's not fit, you're going to waste a sub on him. And now if he gets re-injured, you're down to 10 men. So ah, mm-hmm. if it were me, I I would have a very hard time putting him into the squad, subbing him in and using the sub um, when I have other healthy players on the bench. But you know what? You have to also come from the perspective is like, can you win without him? Are you good enough to win without him? And. That's, That's what I mean in. i mean
1: it plays out you can play it out both ways you can start them you know get get some creativity going and if you you know if you're playing against England, you know those guys they play they very they play physical, so you need a i don't know you need you definitely need some sort of creativity in the midfield if you want to start with that first and then afterwards sub him in the sixtieth minute and put somebody else, or you can just leave. Just leave what it – the strategy they can go with, the typical um, Mourinho strategy, I would say, is just, you know, keep keep the line tight during the game. And then, I guess, in the 70th, 70, 70 sixty minute, bring him home to bring some creativity. Because, you know, like people – legs get tired in the 60th minute. And then you bring some fresh legs.
0: True, yeah.
1: If Hamas can produce – Hamas can produce, so – I don't know. I'll bring him on in the second half, to be honest yeah. with you.
0: And I honestly, I wouldn't start him because if you are starting at, in the round of sixteen, you have to be ready to play 120 minutes. Yeah, you're just gonna have to be. I don't think he'll be at that level.
1: It's sad.
0: Yeah, moving over to Cavani though, Uruguay had a fantastic game, scored a brace um, against Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, but. Yeah he did go down with an injury when I was watching on the TV. Um, I saw him hobbling off with Cristiano Ronaldo right there by his side. And he seemed to have a calf injury. And I noticed because I saw him directly take the ice and apply it to his calf. But Berg, what, what did you read in the, in the papers, um, just recently today?
1: Uh, so <laughs> I was looking at in a pre-production podcast, I was looking at the injury and it says that, um, Cavani doubtful to play in a round of 16 because of hamstring injury. And Now you telling me that it's a calf injury. <laughs> I'm a little confused here on, about what's going on.
0: Well, I was going to our good old reliable Twitter sphere here, and it seems that in Uruguay, they use the same word for calf and hamstring. And This isn't the first time we've seen this, right? Going from language to language, we've seen yeah. it in Neymar's case with his foot injury, um, one was saying it was a, a fracture versus a hairline fracture. A hairline fracture, yeah. Yeah, and this isn't the first time we're seeing this. So what's what's your whole thoughts on this? What do you think is going on here? Uh,
1: is it tactical? I'm not really sure. I mean, who they play? Oh, they're playing France?
0: They're playing France the next game, Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. It's... Is it tactical i don't know it it's one of those things where you know I can't speculate too much on it. I don't really know it's just i don't i i, I don't know <laughs> i i don't know i think it's a it could be an honest mistake.
0: it's not tactical i i i don't think it's tactical i honestly really,
1: stop my suarez is still there,
0: yeah, but going into Cavani a little bit more um I Like, if, if it's true, if it is indeed true that they use the same word for calf and hamstring, like, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, they're both, like, they're both muscles on the back of the leg. So what if the word they're referring to means, like, posterior leg muscle or something like that? But, I mean, it is indeed possible. But just coming from an outside perspective from a different culture, it it seems a little odd.
1: Yeah, and you think they'll fix... Um you know, there's this, this language barrier is still persisting. Because like you said, you know, this has been happening for a while. So, I don't know, but it's still, it's still a muscle injury, right? You know, if it's a fresh, if it's hamstring injury, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit harder to come back from than a calf in, um, injury, I would say. Um, you know, if he had to sub out, like they had to help him to actually leave the field, you know, you can say that it's not an injury that he's going to come back from, like, you know, in the next round. But if he was a calf, you could say, you know, he just a little you know, rest, a little bit of PT, then he can come back. So I don't know. It could be tactical as well because the, the prognosis for both hamstring and calf is not it's not the same. So one takes longer to come back from.
0: That is very, very true. And, you know, Uruguay do have a effective replacement for him. Obviously not as good as Cavani, but... Christian Stuani, he scored what I believe was nineteen goals in La Liga this season. So I mean he he's definitely got some quality to him. And if you have Suarez right beside him, they can definitely do some damage against France. Yeah,
1: just just let, let Suarez take because 'cause he's been a little he's
0: been a little quiet in this World Cup. I'm not gonna
1: lie. I expected yeah. more from him.
0: True. I mean, and give him the give him the chance, I think. You know what? He's used to playing with them, TT, and he's definitely used to scoring against Varane. So we'll see what happens when he plays those two. Yeah. So one one trivia question I got for you today, um, maybe a little bit obvious of an answer, but who is your young know. player of the tournament so far?
1: A young player of the tournament? Pfft. I mean, based on how Mbappe played yesterday, I would say I would give it to him for now. But I'm not my I'm not sending my radar on any other young players. So I'm I'm a little uneducated to respond <laughs> to respond to that question, to be honest.
0: I, I think I'm going to have to roll with Mbappe, too, because
1: who else? Who else is uh, who else is balling as a as a youngster?
0: Well, going in, we all had our eyes on Mbappe. Um Gabriel Jesus of Manchester City, who has not been playing well. Um, I would say We can talk about him afterwards. Yeah, and you you have Marco Asensio, who I thought was going to be a starter coming into this tournament, but he hasn't been playing well at all. Um, Yeah, and even Raheem Sterling, he's not as young, but he hasn't been playing well either, so... I mean, Brian he, like,
1: Sterling is not young. considered young anymore. No he's way. That,
0: wait, how old is he? I felt yeah, like,
1: like twenty. He's like I, I would say, like he's twenty-four now. Let me. I'll, I'll Google this right now because Brian I, Sterling. I don't know if it's because he's been, he's been starting for a while, like since he was like nineteen years old, and you think that he's old. It's the same thing as um, Moses. Moses from um, Chelsea.
0: Oh, he's old, man. He he's Moses old, is but, not old at all. Like, how do you he's think? Not old. What? Uh, what? How old do you think Moses is? I feel like he's close to thirty, like twenty. No, he's not. He's like twenty-six. Really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Damn, this guy's been around for a while, man. <laughs>
1: because he's been switching so many but he's been switching from team to team. Like you think he's old, but he's not Oh, So okay, Ryan Sterling is like 23. Oh. He's twenty three,
0: you said? Um, yeah, he's
1: twenty three.
0: I mean, that's still kind of young.
1: Yeah, that's still kind of young. But uh, Mbappe is the one that did it for me. Yeah, uh, sure. Performance was, you know, he bowled out today. Yeah, I mean, yesterday.
0: Quick question: If you're PSG, if you to pick one, Neymar Mbappe, who are you going with?
1: Oh, I'm I'm born with both. What are you talking about? It's I mean, uh, Mbappe is the future of the club, and Neymar can keep Neymar can do a good run for another five years. So I'm I'll, I'll keeping both. But te- Mbappe definitely needs to develop, though, because um, I'm, I'm watching his game, and he just relies so much on his speed. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. Yeah, it's one of those players that, you know, you get a defender that can run as fast as you, now what are you going to do?
0: Oh, good point. Good point. I mean, he does have some skill one-on-one, so he's got that on his I, side. I'm that. still
1: looking at his skill one-on-one. He still rely on his speed. True. You know, which is which is not a it's not a bad thing, but I'm just thinking about you know why I'm saying that. I'm thinking about Gareth Bale. Oh, to me, point. Gareth Bale got no dribbling ability. Yeah, at least not on the pitch when I'm watching the game. Mm-hmm. Like you see, if I'm looking at Gareth Bale like one on one, I'm like, okay, he's definitely gonna try to outrun him. You know, he's not like somebody who is gonna do a couple step overs and then do a little fake. Now, even when Gareth Bale has the ball and there's, like, two players in front of him, I'm like, ah, he's definitely going to lose that ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when I think of Gareth Bale and speed, he kind of just takes the ball out of the picture and he just makes it into a race, which, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it works, exactly. but it <laughs> it's not going to exactly. work over a career.
1: But. No, no, that's what I mean. Like, as you get older, you have to, you have to change. Sure. Gabriel Jesus, too. Um, so, I don't think this formation is working for him. I mean, (laughs) Brazil, it's all – they relied so much on their midfielder. I was watching him in the last game. Like, he was so hungry, Andy. Like, the guy was hungry for a goal. He wanted the ball all the time. But he wasn't – you know, he wasn't receiving it. Because, you know, it's – the ball was staying in the middle.
0: What I think it is is the reason why he's so successful at Manchester City is because I feel like City score a lot on the counterattack. attack. Yeah. And you know he's pacey, he's quick, and he give him one, two touches on the ball, and he'll get the job done. But he's not really that good in possession in extended periods of time. And honestly, I think it's time for Bobby to start, man.
1: Seriously, man, I I actually don't know why he's not starting. I mean, as a he's not a true, he's a false nine. But as a guy that he doesn't have the speed, but he has a shot, and he has the dribbling ability, and he has a technical ability as well. So you know his passing is on point. Like you don't. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel I feel like um, I feel like he's playing a false nine. Gabriel Jesus is playing a false nine nine right now because they're not really using him. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the last game, but the kid came back all the way to the defense, like all the way back. To the defense to actually get the ball like That's, yeah. how, that's how hungry he was like, He wanted to score like,
0: Yeah and you know what if he's going to Operate in that capacity and Perhaps if that's the instructions he's been Given I think that Bobby Firmino can just play that role so much better He can, he can play that Bobby can play that role So much better than him Yeah,
1: you know He doesn't have the pace but you know He has the technical ability mm-hmm. I don't know I expected Better from him but at the same time You know football is changing and um, they don't use um, forward as much anymore. They don't use strikers as much anymore. I don't know if you saw the Spain game this morning. Diego Costa was barely utilized during the game.
0: Yeah, he, he wasn't touching. I mean...
1: <laughs> barely utilized in this game. Like 90% pass completion. So That means the ball, like, stay in the midfield and the back. I saw um, Sergio Ramos... And Busquets and PK just did a couple pass here and there by themselves for like two minutes before mm-hmm. the ball could advance yeah. in the midfield. <laughs> so let me tell you, like they're not they're not utilizing Diego Costa, or maybe they don't know how to play with him.
0: Mm-hmm. True, L- lots of opinions here, and um, just my thoughts, I guess, is especially for Spain, they they need some. Some fire like Isco does very well in terms of moving the ball forward. They need more of that. Like the players that they have right now, um, Iniesta included, he's kind of that old generation, along with like Xavi and David Silva and and all those boys who are content with you know just playing the ball across the midfield and just waiting, waiting for something to happen. Whereas yeah. players like Isco, Asensio, they'll go forward with the ball and make something happen. Yeah, well, we didn't, I didn't see that much
1: today. Man, who would have thought Russia would have made it this far? Ah, man. It's predictions
0: out the window, man. What can we say? Nah, I'm saying. But who are they playing next? Russia is playing Croatia next. Croatia? No, I thought Denmark won today. No, Croatia won. Croatia won, yep. They won on penalties. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy that's stuff, man. Crazy that's stuff.
1: crazy. Oh, you know, okay. That's definitely an ass whooping there. <laughs>
0: nah. I mean, I thought Russia would be out of the tournament before this game even happened today. So, I mean, anything could happen at this point.
1: Listen, man, uh, if if Croatia's won, a, if they win the la- the next game, like I think they're winning the World Cup.
0: They they look like a team that's that's built to win, mm-hmm. and like like the perfect analogy for me right now is like I guess for our listeners, if you watch like NCAA basketball, they're like a team full of seniors going into March Madness. They're clearly not the most talented, but they just work so well together. They're so cohesive that yes, they just exactly can't. what you need. Yeah. yeah. They're just not going to lose. They're built to not lose.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, you have, all you need is those, you need Ivan Rakitic and, and, um, oh my God, I'm blanking out on his name. What is wrong with me? And uh, Modric. Modric, yeah. Modric in the middle.
0: And so reliable is the fact that they can bring Mateo Kovacic off the bench in, like, the 70 80th minute, and they have another midfielder they can rely upon going into extra time that's fresh. That's so valuable.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't know they had that much firepower, to be honest. Which is one team, it's one team that, you know, went under the radar, mm-hmm. like, for me at least, because I wasn't looking out for them at all. Yeah, and exactly. once I'm here and I'm looking at that starting lineup and I'm looking at the bench, I'm like, wait, hold on a second. We have they have superstars on this. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, they got some ballers, man.
1: All right. Well, before I don't know, do you have anything else for the listeners?
0: I don't really have too much else. All man. right,
1: we gotta do another. Play. Who's gonna who, who's gonna make it to the semifinal? That's we Ooh. gotta predict
0: that. Okay. Well, let me well, look at my phone real quick. <laughs> yeah, let me pull up this bracket because you know what? There's just too much going on in terms There's of so much going on. All right, so our first quarterfinal matchup is going to be Uruguay versus France. Mm. Um, the semifinal is going to be the winner of Brazil-Mexico and Belgium-Japan. Going on to the other side, we have Russia-Croatia and the winner of Sweden-Switzerland versus Colombia-England.
1: Colombia and England. England. You know what? Semifinal? No, I think, I think England's going to win the next game. I don't know about, but, uh, you don't you don't believe that. You you have no uh, faith, man. No uh, faith. You sorry. report injury sorry. from Premier League <laughs> on your social media. Let's <laughs> show I, some support.
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> just looking at England, right? Let's look at England for a second because they're going on to their fourth match in the World Cup. And at least to me, they have zero convincing wins. They won a last-minute game versus Tunisia. Yes, they beat Panama 6-1. But, I mean, is Panama world-class? world, world class? I would say no. Hey,
1: listen, man.
0: And then they lost against Belgium, and they rested everyone at that. So, when was the last time this squad won a convincing game that was competitive?
1: Uh, never. Not in my, not in my knowledge. I yeah, mean.
0: I mean, I'm going to say, you know what? No. I, I just don't have faith. Sorry. Man.
1: Okay, you don't have faith in Harry Kane? No. Nah. Harry Kane, man?
0: No. Nah. Okay,
1: all right. Um, I would go with. uh, No, that's good. I'm gonna go Brazil in the semifinal. Let me do that, even though they're not. They haven't been convincing to me either.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to roll with Uruguay, Brazil, Colombia, and Croatia. Well, you gotta pick one. You can't go with four teams. <laughs> what? Is, what do you? Oh, doing? those are my four. uh, My four semifinal teams. Oh, okay. There's gonna be four in the semifinal. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, man. I mean, it, there's a lot that could happen. There's a lot that will happen. I'm sure that at least half of what I said will be entirely wrong. And you know what? As of 2018, I'm okay with it because you can't predict nothing anymore. That's true. Yo, is that?
1: You know, I always keep forgetting. I'm on my phone right now. I'm looking at the squad for Croatia. Then I'm seeing, Shield, the striker. What's his name? Man, I'm blanking out on everyone's name, too, all the time.
0: Manzuki. Uh, Manzuki,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yo, this team, this team is, dude, this, team, dude, this team might be, this team might win.
0: Listen, I mean, he's one of those win. strikers, right? He's experienced. Croatia might win. He's experienced. He gets the job done. If you're in the 80th, 89th minute, he's the guy that you want on the ball to not make a mistake. Exactly. And he just does everything right. Yo, Corey should got some 5 hour man. I didn't I didn't I,
1: I slept on this team way too much.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, you got anything else for our listeners today? No man, I'm I'm all set. We're, we're, we're... All right, well, stay tuned guys because our next episode um we won't be live during World Cup coverage likely next week barring any extreme injuries that do happen. We'll be releasing Part two of our interview with Erica Suter, who was a strength and conditioning coach on the podcast a few weeks ago, so stay tuned for that, and what else do we got? Five-star review, right?
1: Yes, please. Let's do that. need to be on the map.
0: Yeah, honestly, I gotta be honest with you, Berg. I haven't given us a five-star review yet, so (laughs) I gotta go ahead and do that, because we tell everyone to do it every week, but I haven't done it yet, so I'm gonna go do that after this podcast. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Alrighty. <laughs> have you done it?
1: Nope. I have not man. done it. Yet. <laughs> but it, uh, what's the poker? We can't give ourselves a, a review, man.
0: No, watch me, man. We, we can't, can. we can't do that. All the people. Listen, man, I, I'll give myself a review. I have no problems doing that. Have no problem. You can make like
1: five accounts and then give yourself <laughs> a review from five account. It's the same person.
0: Account. Yeah. <laughs>